1: Stable Podcast, the official podcast of FanSided. Obviously, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling royal. Had a big, you know, my team had a big win Saturday. Put some foots in them. Gave, oh man, we did it to him. But this is the Colts, so I got to rip the Colts. Joined by me as always, Destin Adams, Rashawn McGinnis.
0: How are y'all doing, guys? Me, I'm great. Fantastic. How are y'all? Man, you're so aggressive. You're getting so close to the camera, we can't even see your face. Like you're like barking at us. Yes, yeah, sir. Hey, oh. it's really good to have Rashad back, man. I mean, hey, me and Michael got through a whole episode last week on uh, last week without you, without arguing um, at all. I very feel like. peaceful. Yeah, it was it was crazy actually. We got through the whole episode, and at the end, we had to like reminisce on the fact that we just went through a whole episode without arguing. I was like, Rashad would be proud of us. I'm willing to bet y'all can't do it again. I got that money down. I'm not putting money on nothing.
1: Uh, depending on how our conversation went before we went live, I'm not putting money on that either. So. <laughs> uh, guys, look, Rashad, it's glad I'm glad to have you back. There's a couple conversations I need to have with you in the NBA realm, but we'll have that after the show. Oh yeah, but for sure. absolutely, guys. We had big news coming out. You say, you know, we the Blue Stable, we are gonna be in Indianapolis. For week two, when the Colts decide to go hunting for some Rams, you know, taking off those ugly-ass horns on the head, taking them off, cutting off the head, okay? We're going to go hunting and make sure to be at that game. We're going to be there. But also, something bigger is going on. Peyton Manning is actually going to forget about the Denver Broncos for a second and come back to Indianapolis.
0: For at least one night.
1: He's yeah, for one night. You know, no more Broncos commercials, scholarship commercials, no more games, Denver Nugget games, he's going to. He's actually coming back to Indianapolis like he's got some sense. Okay? Him, Edrin James are gonna be presented into.
0: Take it away, Dustin. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're gonna be announced just as. Honoring them for becoming hall of famers. Uh, It'll probably be a halftime event. I'm guessing. I feel like that's what they did for Marvin and Tony a few years back. Um, I'm excited. I mean, we're all going to be there. It kind of just worked out um, for the fact that it's going to be week two when Michael and Rashad are coming up for the game anyway. I mean, obviously, I'm always here repping, repping that three one seven here for you guys. But so I mean, it's, it's, it works out well for us, obviously. But I think it's also just going to be a good game for it to happen. Um, hopefully, it's a win. Um, maybe they did it because they want to put some extra motivation in those seats. Make sure Peyton Manning's coming back for more than just his Riley Hospital visits. Um, that he's coming back for some. Some more Colts things. Um, hopefully, he's gonna rock that colt suit he wore um, on the jet to get um, honored um, as a Hall of Famer. But hey, we're excited. Um, tailgate. We're gonna have a Blue Stable tailgate week two. We're ready. Um, Rashad's gonna get to watch his brother just get his ass beat. In week two. Uh-huh. We're, we're all excited.
2: All right, let's cut. Let's cut the crap. were being modest? The Colts heard the Blue Stable was coming, so they decided let's make it a big celebration let's do something that it's going to be memorable and it's going to be legendary so we're going to get the witness edge and peyton get recognized as the hall of Famers that they are and hopefully reggie will be joining that uh list soon and we're excited man we're excited to be there we're gonna tailgate we're gonna eat some food uh, we got some other things in the work. that's trying to to make something big happen and we'll see if we can put it through and make it go but Man, anyway, I'm excited to see it, man. Like you said, my brother gonna be in town. Uh, I want him to do well, but not too well. I told him that uh, this weekend at the wedding, that's oh, the we next don't, we time don't want I'm him to do. Him. We
0: don't want him to do well at all, Rashad. Don't lie. <laughs> he can do well every other game. They they can go sixteen and one. We don't we don't we don't care. Hey, like when they. Man, He can't get a defensive coordinator job, Dustin. If you keep having ill will wished on him, he he can go sixteen and one, letting everybody (laughs) else score like three points a game. Um, But he's gonna get beat like seventy to three week two. That's fine. Seventy to three. Yeah, decided. They're they're gonna score three. Yeah, that's it. That's it.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think they're gonna score at all. I'm I'm calling seventy to nothing.
0: Oh, okay. There we go.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, I mean, I'll take Rashad's brother over our current DC. Hello. Wow. (laughs) That's like, that's the difference between, in the words of Morocco Brown, that's the difference between Starbucks coffee and cheap hotel coffee. That's, that's just (laughs) what it is right there. So guys, look, we got to talk more in depth about this because Peyton and Edge, man, look, I'm not old enough to remember Edge tearing up the league, but they got YouTube for a reason. And the damage that this man did seeing Peyton Manning play, you know, for the last, what, two years before that horrible injury that forced him to sit down and the Colts get the number one overall. It was, it it was fabulous. It was awesome. Um, I mean, it's definitely an honor. Finally, they're coming back. Edron James, you know, it's like, I'm really just waiting on Reggie. Like you guys, like you guys
0: said, I'm really waiting on him. But when it comes to Peyton,
1: I need to have a so,
0: The biggest bittersweet moment of all of it is that we're not able to have all three of them because we, we should be right. having Reggie, Edge, and Peyton all getting honored the same year, yep. um, but the NFL dropped the ball. <sighs> I mean, the fact that Reggie Wayne is going to be a third ballot at best is wild to me. Uh, like maybe that's just the fandom that's coming out. I mean, last week, um, if you guys listened to the episode, me and Mike were even talking about how like Marvin Harrison, was the better receiver between Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, but like Reggie Wayne is such a huge icon in Indy. Like it's like I think he blows Marvin Harrison out of the wild out of the water when it comes to just being the icon in Indy because there were probably times where Reggie Wayne was more beloved in Indianapolis than Peyton Manning was. Like Reggie Wayne was that type of guy here.
1: Yep. I mean, you said it best. You did say it best and I mean, what I I, I, just knowing that I was already excited to go to the game, but knowing that Peyton Manning, I'm going to be in the same building as this man. And when we talk about building, he's going to, he's
0: going to be at the tailgate. What are you talking about?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we're actually going to Rashad. We're going to teach these Northerners something about some good macaroni and cornbread. All right. It's not just about salt and pepper. We're going to use some real seasoning. You know what I mean? That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to do it. That's how we do things down South. We bring flavor to the game. All right, Rashad, come on, man. I can't, I can't be alone on this. What are you bringing to the tailgate?
2: Hey, I was muted. Sorry about that, but I'm going to bring with, um, it's probably some ribs. Are you a ribs person? You guys rib guy? I know Dustin's Dustin's a cook. You're a famous I, I,
0: I, say, I don't know about I don't know about a famous cook, but <laughs> I, I, I I enjoy cooking. Um we'll, we'll see what I can do for the tailgate, I guess. But uh man, y'all y'all getting some fancy food for a tailgate. Nah, no, I just
2: want some burgers to be honest. I'm just a burger guy, bro. I say just
0: grilling out, but um I guess the biggest thing, I guess, for me, it's always like very Surreal when Peyton comes back. Um, just mm-hmm. with, I mean, like you said earlier, like we, we joke around about how involved he is with the Denver Broncos. But I mean, every single time I see him interacting with the Broncos social media, doing something for their social media. I mean, he did their schedule release, it it, it hits me every single time. Like it just like pulls on my heartstrings. Like, why? Like, why is this happening? And I, I and I understand, the situations like him and John Elway were friends before he was even in Denver, playing in Denver. He lives in Denver. Um, So, I mean, it's definitely easier access um, to be a part of that franchise here and there, but I still think he has love for Indy, especially the fans. I mean, I feel like every time he's here, every time he talks about Colts fans, he just has a emotional connection with Colts fans that I don't feel like broncos fans or the broncos organization will ever understand um like peyton manning became like a family member to some hoosiers man like there are people that look at peyton manning like he's their brother he's their father he's their cool uncle that they invite to the cookout
1: yeah i mean i don't want to get too much into it but the hell is in denver but downtown. we have to – Downtown have, is disgusting. It smells like old, stale Cheetos. And
0: you got trash laying all over the street. And, and let's and let's also give Edron James his dues. I mean, like we're talking yeah, I was about Peyton's talk about here. Here. I was just about to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I say, going say because Edron James, man, was a special talent at running back. I mean, the Colts have had some great guys come through the Colts um, organization at running back. Yeah. But Ed, Edron James is just one of those guys that when watching him, I mean – from his draft story for, for everyone comparing him to Ricky Williams and him being able to exceed those expectations, prove the Colts right in a sense. And also just Edron James never changed who he was. I mean, his personality has always been loud. The dude does what he wants. I mean, his, his basic, his occupation basically now is he just owns multiple strip clubs. Like Edron James doesn't care what you guys think of him. He just does what he wants. And I mean, Edron James, is my dad's favorite Colts player ever. Like, I mean, and, that's, and that's saying something, because my dad usually that's likes great, the man. tough, gritty kind of guys, but he loves himself some Edrin James. He'll say that all all day, every day, that Edrin James is that Colt that he just looks back on like, that was my favorite Colt of all time.
2: Yeah, Edron, man, I remember when he came in the league, I was young, though. I was really... It's just seeing what the Saints, living in New Orleans and seeing the hole that the Saints gave up, to move up to go get Ricky was kind of like it was the blockbuster trade. Everybody was comparing it to at that time, the gold standard for a trade was like the Herschel Walker trade from a long time ago. So everybody was comparing it. It was pitches of Ricky Williams in a wedding dress with Mike Dicker, who was the Saints coach at the time. And it, it was just pandemonium. And the coach did, as the coach always do, quietly make a move. They quietly drafted the Edge over Ricky Williams. Of course, the uh, draft analysts at the time had a bunch of negative things to say about it, about how do you take Edrin James over Ricky Williams and Edren came out Ricky at 1500, like just immediate production. And Edge wasn't the fastest guy. He wasn't the shiftiest runner, but he had great vision. He he was elusive. He broke tackles and he just had an undeniable will to win. And he did it his way. Like he he never conformed to the team. He kept his same personality. He was exciting, man. And, and his personality, I think, is why he's so beloved. And, and like you said, Dustin, and I think that's part of the reason why we look at Reggie Wayne the way we do over Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison was just a complete quiet guy. Like he was extremely productive and went about his business, but he was super quiet. And we all know about the some story. Would say, say, some
0: would say Marvin Harrison's kind of weird. Like yeah, he was just quiet. Like, like dude was a little weird. Yeah, he uh, was. Like, I
2: mean, his mustache was even
0: weird. Like, he had a weird. He just was weird. Like, just go watch his Hall of Fame speech. Like, he 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 really is. just kind of like a little bit of a socially awkward dude. Just played football. Did it did it as good as really anybody. Right. Like Marvin Harrison's in that like top ten realm of receivers. We're like, yeah, Marvin Harrison. Good football player.
2: Yeah, like a hell of a football player. And I was super young when Marvin got drafted. But he was another one, man. Extremely productive. Deserved to be in the hall, along with Dungy, along with Peyton and Edge. Reggie will join him soon. Uh, Robert Mathis, hopefully, will be there in due time. That coach team, man, that was a special team. It it still pains me that we only got one ring out of that team. But it's still good to see him get honored and treated the, the way they made us feel for so many seasons, you know?
1: All right, moving on to our next topic here. This one is going to be sponsored by Manscaped. The Lawnmower 4.0 is officially here and it's the best one yet. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code fansided 20 Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscape now guys this next this this next topic (laughs) is gonna be fun earlier today i actually watched this live honestly (laughs) shannon sharp the great shannon sharp uh there was you know he does for those who don't know he does a sports debate show monday through friday 8 30 to 11 eastern and They were having a topic because Julio Jones was seen in a Dallas Cowboys shirt. All right. The topic came up with Julio Jones being Dallas, yada, yada, yada. Shannon Sharp, the biggest flex ever on live sports debate TV, called the man up and straight up asked him, want to go to the Cowboys? Where you feel like going? Stuff like that. All right. We got to talk about what had happened first and the mockery Julio did of Dallas also, he said, I want to win. And that was in reference to Shannon Sharp urging him not to go to Dallas. So I certainly enjoyed that as a Washington football team fan. Um, I, I loved it. Every, every part of it. So Rashad, I got to start with you on this one, man. What was your reaction? When the news broke. Uh,
2: I couldn't believe the way it unfolded. I, I was stunned. And then somebody just sent me the video and just said Julio wants out. That's all the screenshot said. So I'm, I'm at work and I click the video and I hear that it's live on air. And I'm like, there's no way he knew he was being recorded. Like, it's no way you get a person to speak that candidly. Like normally they'll tell you, you know, well, I can't say nothing about Dallas. I can't speak on it or it doesn't matter to me where I go. The generic answers that that players always give, but for Julio to give it up like that, I I don't think he knew he was being recorded. That That's my personal stance on it. I, I don't think he knew only because I don't think he would just say he doesn't want to go to Dallas when you really have no control over wherever they decide to send you. So... If you really want to be out of Atlanta, I don't think you would shoot down another team, a potential suitor, if you really want to go that bad. So that's why I, I really don't think that he knew he was being recorded.
1: Well, real real, real quick, I do real quick. We're going to get into all that, but I do want to focus on this trade saga and everything. Rashad, awesome stuff. But before Destin gets in, I want to stay on track real quick on how this developed we'll get into who's wrong or who's not wrong uh here yes. in a little bit so but when I, it comes to just denying dallas so funny and where he could oh, Destin, okay. jump in man
0: so i mean i guess my thing i think we all assumed that the reason this was happening is because julio jones wanted out i mean the falcons aren't just listening on offers on julio jones without Julio Jones requesting to leave. I mean, you don't trade those kind of guys. You don't trade those like franchise kind of guys without that request in there. Now, obviously, players sometimes, um, do it a little bit more respectfully and they don't make it vocal. They don't make it um, so loud to the point that the team loses leverage. Um, I mean, the Falcons have been reporting it that they were trying to do it to save salary and not because Julio Jones wanted out. Um, so, I mean, that they gave them a little bit more leverage. I mean, obviously it coming out how it did today on the show that kind of takes leverage away knowing that Julio Jones has no intent of playing in, in Atlanta next year. But I mean, I think it's just stuff we already knew. Now, like Rashad said, him being willing to just literally say, yeah, not Dallas, uh, was hilarious to me um, especially because there's reports coming out that he's interested in playing in new England and um, Las Vegas, which I mean, I would understand market wise. Like I understand the draw money wise, the draw, you can be able to make money in those areas in the storylines. But if your actual reasons winning, why are they right now? Like I just don't think that lines up with that reasoning. But right. I mean, hey, like like I said, I think everyone knew that Julio Jones wanted out. That was the reason for it. Um, I said it earlier today. Um, if you have Calvin Calvin Ridley in fantasy leagues, I'd trade him. So when we're,
1: it was reported earlier today, I believe it was Ian Rappaport that discussed uh, Julio Jones actually now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this was the first tweet that I saw that actually said Julio Jones demanded a trade a few months back. Now just correct me if I'm wrong real quick. Was that was today the first time where it, where it
0: came out that Julio Jones wanted publicly? out
2: publicly?
1: Yeah, not I've, I've, not not
0: trade rumors that Julio Jones himself asked to be traded. I believe it I mean, it's coming from him, so it's definitely the first time that it's been quoted on him, obviously. No, 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 um, I'm talking about I don't this think in any general. I think it's the first from that you're seeing from the big beat writers. I mean, some people okay. have been writing like predictive or yeah. um, some smaller writers are just making up stuff, but this is the first one that has weight. Okay,
1: so it, it, it makes sense now why Atlanta went with Kyle Pitts. I honestly think they should have went with him, but obviously there was talk about them possibly getting Justin Fields, so maybe there was real interest in that, but potentially losing Julio Jones, getting asked to be to trade him, went into them taking Kyle Pitts, So I j- just want to harp on that real quick. Now, when it comes to, you know, not going to Dallas, I mean, okay, you'll have the number one offense, but you'll finish with like a 6-11 and record because your defense can't stop anyone. So congratulations. Um, yeah, I-, I fully agree. He shouldn't want to go to Dallas. When it comes to New England and all that, obviously him and Cam, they have a good relationship. But, I mean, when it comes to where he can land... I'm, I think I'm going to start singing a different tune than I did last week, Destin, but man, go get him. Go get him. I, I, I'm done. Today was it was well, it. I tell you. Once out of Atlanta, go get him. Maximize your shot of getting a Super Bowl, even though deep down, I know it's not going to happen. We all know it's not Ballard, so this is just me saying my opinion before Destin wants to harp back in and argue all he wants. And I just want to clearly say it's my opinion, not what I think Ballard's going to do, not what Ballard should do. Michael Terraza's, Michael Christian Terraza's opinion. Go get Julio Jones. I mean, I, I, I was about to say something, but I'm going to let Destin actually say what, what what's going to be said because he has the info. But H- Julio needs to come to Dallas. He needs to. Chris Ballard needs to do it. Dallas, uh, you, you Dallas. He needs to come to Indy. Wow, he, he need to maximize this Super Bowl window because even if you bring Julio on, you're not sacrificing your future Super Bowl window because his contract is going to be gone. You're still going to be drafting well, so forth and so on. People want to make it all about the money. Cap space doesn't exist. We all know that. We hopped on that last week. Draft capital. We have we have the players. We have the rookie contracts. We all that. We have all that stuff, guy. We don't need eight first round picks. All right. We, we don't need all that. So I want one of you guys or Destin, if you might want to share, you know, maybe, maybe this might be a segue, but do you have anything to share with us?
0: Um, I mean, I guess the only thing I'll say is like, I know that the Colts do have interest um, in Julio Jones. I mean, the Colts have had interest this offseason in adding a receiver one. It's something that they know they're missing. so it's not something that fans have just been harping on and something that fans believe they're missing. I mean, this team knows that they're missing that alpha receiver one. Um, They had interest this offseason in going and getting some other guys that were on the market, trying to get some people to visit, didn't really work out their way. Um, But, I mean, I've been told that the Colts have interest in Julio Jones now. How serious is that? How aggressive are they able to get? I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's other teams that are going to be interested, and obviously the Colts really can't trade. Um, a day one or day two pick next year. I mean, they're still waiting to see um, if what this pick that's going to Philadelphia for Carson Wentz is, I mean, we want to win the Super Bowl. We want that to be a first, Um, but obviously if somehow, some way we can do that and Carson Wentz only play 70% of the snaps, we'll have to figure it out. (laughs) Um, But in general, I mean, there's just so many things up in the air. Um, I think the best that the Colts could probably offer is like a 2023 second. And I just can't imagine other teams are not going to get in a higher bidding war with that. Um, my opinion on it anywhere but Tennessee I don't care where he goes he can go anywhere he wants go win go do what he's got to do I own him in fantasy I'm happy for him don't go to Tennessee
2: yeah man I'm in I'm in agreement with you man and it's almost like the Colts agree with us earlier Dustin this offseason we'll say that the, Michael Pittman is not ready to be a number one receiver yet that's actually validation that that the the team doesn't view him as that yet. I'm sure they think he will be that and, and they're banking on him developing into one, which I think he has the potential to be a, a big time X receiver eventually, but you know, he just needs some more development. And if you got a chance to go get a guy like Julio Jones and make it work, which we know the salary cap is just a myth, you know, it can be maneuvered. It can be, it can be reworked. If there's multiple ways to save money guys, don't think that if the Colts don't make this trade, it's because they were putting money aside for Darius Leonard and Braden Smith's extensions.
0: Man, those guys. If, were, if one more beat writer, bro, if, if one more beat writer for the Colts puts out that the Colts aren't signing people because of Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson, I'm gonna flip,
2: bro. Like, like
0: people have to understand how the cap works. Like those contracts have nothing to do with what we have on the books right now. Nothing, at, nothing, zero, like it doesn't do anything. I mean, we can give them some bonus money up front, I guess, out of it, but yeah. their salary is not being paid on this year exactly. At all and these guys know that, which makes me think that somebody's uh pushing them to say some of that stuff. We're not going to get into all that PR stuff right now, right? Like, no PR, I, like, there's, no, like, there's just got to be other reasons that this is being pushed out because like, some of these Colts beat writers that are pushing it, like, they're smart. Like they're very intelligent guys when it comes to the Colts, the football, how football works. Like, they know that that's not the case. But it, it keeps getting pushed. It keeps narrative. getting pushed. I mean, like, there's, it's like there's got to be a reason for everything. Maybe it's just the Colts aren't willing to go a certain length on all these things. Like, like Boward has a dollar amount for everyone. It's been obvious. Like, that he's, he's stuck to that every single year that he's been here and people still want to make up reasons for because, everything. Like, it's so simple.
2: It sounds better to say that than to say, well, Tennessee or uh, such and such team outbid us, you know. We didn't want to spend this amount of money and they were willing to spend this amount of money. It sounds a lot better than that, you know, cuz then I, people I understand.
0: Start to... But why it's not like they're saying that. That's just what people are assuming. So why do we have to put it out anyway? Like what, what's the point? Just been a narrative. I, I mean, I guess, but in general, like like Rashad said, the salary cap myth overrated doesn't yeah. matter. If you think the Colts don't have the ability to sign their guys, but we just saw the <laughs> Saints get over what they exactly. He's found a way to make money work. Like money, money is a myth, man. Like some of these, some of these rich people, man, they they can find ways. This voidable year crap that's going on in the NFL now, it basically makes it to where you can do whatever you want. The and Chief remember, state, remember Ballard front loads
1: his contract. So now there's more money being opened up into the later years. When you look at Glowinski, Ryan Kelly, and all these guys that are getting extensions, we just got to keep that in mind. So, I mean, again, Destin said that Ballard has a price on everyone. I think $15 million is the greatest price for the most freakish. Only one year. in the 15 NFL. for one, yeah, that's 11 just for two.
2: 11 for the next two. Exactly.
1: Yeah for the most freakish wide receiver in the NFL, the best wide receiver in the NFL. And hey, like I it, said last it, episode, Julio Jones is your favorite receiver's favorite receiver. Yes, he's like, that's just that's he how it has been the best wide receiver the last, what, six, seven years? He has been the absolute best. He has kept his head down. He has been a leader. He hasn't been a diva like some of these, some of these dudes have. I mean, he's gone now, to work.
0: He's it depends done on now. It, it depends on how you think about this Shannon stuff now, if you think there's a little diva in him at all. Because I mean, if you're like me, I think that crap was staged. I I just don't think there's a way that Shannon of all people set Julio up like that. There's no way. Okay. I think, so- I think Julio knew. I think he wanted a to find a route to where he could publicly say he wanted to trade without looking like a dick. That's what I think. I think he wanted to find a way to where he could say it and it didn't look like he was trying to say it. So now he'll be able to act and he'll be able to say that, man, I didn't know they were alive like that, like, and we'll see how Julio reacts to all of it, I guess. But that's just my opinion on it. Like, I just really don't see a way the skit that that shannon did it i I really don't not a former player maybe somebody else could have did it on accident i would have bought it but i mean a former player who's been there worked with agents worked with teams like he knows how this game works Mm -hmm. and 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 he did and he called a guy and didn't tell him he was live i just don't believe it
1: well so so this is a nice segue into the next argument look i was actually told like nine months ago Cause I was actually very curious, and Shannon Sharp is actually like an actual uncle to a lot of players in the league. He he's actually like players look up to him as a as an uncle. You know Rashad, how you know you may not have that true relationship with your uncles, but you just have a a grown up that's probably a friend. You just he's, he's just in your life, and you just start calling him uncle. You just start calling him, hey uncle, like, just stuff like that. Absolutely, um, yeah. So that's actually. Shannon Sharp actually has a relationship with a lot of these guys, Odell Beckham Jr. And even Antonio Brown, as much as, you know, they've had some beef uh, in the past. But that's why I always thought, you know, everyone getting up and bothered about this just kind of bothered me. Like, why are you getting mad about this? Like Shannon Sharp called his nephew because that's what he considers him. He called his nephew and Julio's not dumb. Shannon Sharp is not some nobody. We know what Shannon Sharp does Monday through Friday, eight thirty to eleven. If Julio got that call at ten thirty, he knows what it is. He knows what Shannon Sharp is doing. He he knows his job. Shannon said, "We're live." Okay, then. I mean, into and, and like in like what Destin said, they knew. I I was watching it live I actually had a pretty easy day at work. So I was watching the whole segment really wanted to hear what they had to say about the NBA playoffs and everything. So they got to the Cowboys segment and I looking back at it now, I remember I didn't think about it at first, but I'm just like Shannon was acting a little bit different in that segment. Like he was ready to get on skip. He was ready to break some news to skip. And the closer and closer it got to that moment, he kept looking down. He kept uh, the, the camera doesn't show what he was looking down on, but I would guess it was his phone or a clock, whatever the case may be. The look on his face just kept saying, like, okay, do I do it here? Would it be a good time to call him here? Stuff like that. And come on. I mean, Julio knew, what was, in my opinion, Julio knew what was going on. H- Julio and Shannon staged this.
0: Now we Shannon also actually we have all- a
1: strong relationship. Shannon being from Atlanta, he lives in Atlanta. He spends time around Julio a lot. So for them to know that Shannon knew what was going to be talked about Monday, hey man, Skip's probably going to want to blow this up. Our producer got with us. We're going to talk about this. How about
0: we do this? All right, Unc, we got it. Okay, cool. In my opinion. I, like, I agree and I agree with you, but we also need to make sure to say, like, this is all speculation. Technically, we don't know any of this. That's honestly. why I kept saying in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> no, 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 I just want to make sure it's, like, clear. Like, this is all speculation because he didn't technically say anywhere in the thing, we're live. So, like, it also needs to be said that if if Julio didn't know that they were live, if that's a real he, thing. He did tell them. he didn't. He did Shannon, not. He did no, not. On Shane, the show.
1: Shannon told Julio after Julio went in head and said what he said. He told, he, he literally said him, he was like, All right, nephew, I got to go. We're live stuff, stuff, stuff like that. It was well, after mean, the fact
0: that Julio said that. But I mean, even, okay, let's say that's the case. Let's say
2: the damage was done.
0: Yeah. So he's already said it. So <laughs> if Skip, I mean, if Shannon never told Julio before he said all that on live TV, That's messed up. I mean, like like Shannon has to know that. Like I said earlier, do I think that happened? No, I think Julio knew. I do. I think this was staged a bit up for that to happen. But if it wasn't, then Shannon messed up. He needs to understand that. Like he's been, like I said earlier, he's a player. He's been there. He's worked with teams. He's worked with agents. He knows he can't do that. He has too much respect for this league to do that. Uh, and I'm, and I, that's why I'm assuming that's not the case. But if he did, he deserves crap for it. He does because that that's crappy. He he really screwed the Atlanta Falcons if that's the case. And Julio didn't mean for this to happen. I mean, he it, it kind of hurts Julio's game character, his league character around the league now is gonna he's gonna have a little bit of doubt with people because I mean, me and you are already doubting him. Like like there's gonna be other teams that are doubting him now, thinking that he's he has a little diva in him that he did this on purpose a little bit. Like, to me, if Julio didn't know, like, Shannon Shan needs to apologize about it. Like, that that's how I feel. Like, he messed up. I mean, that's just what grown men need to do at times. You need to set your pride aside, and when you mess up, you need to make the apology and move on. But, again, if you ask me point blank, do I think Julio knew? I think he did. I want to get something in, but I'm going uh, to say it a- after we get Rashad's word in first.
2: Um. Yeah. As far as the Shannon Sharp thing, I I don't think it was planned. Well, I think he did plan. He did warn Julio that he was gonna call him, and but I don't think he told Julio that you know it was gonna be live on air. He probably just wanted to talk to Julio because the only reason why I don't think it was pre-planned because I don't think Julio would have came out and just bashed the Cowboys like that. I mean, like that's the type of things you don't do knowingly to the public like how many teams do these players you see want to get out of their current situation and just come out and say it themselves, not passing it through an agent or not passing it through somebody on their team and just publicly say okay I don't want to play for this team it it do make him look a little diva-ish and even if it was pre-planned it's still going to make us look at Julio a little bit differently and he was always the guy that was quiet and just put his hard hat on and went to work and didn't say a word. And no matter how bad Atlanta was or how good they was doing, you couldn't tell because Julio was productive either way. So now you see that happening. You was like, damn, Julio too. Like it's it's all these receivers that that it seemed like have this type of thing going on, but. I mean, at the grand, in the grand scheme of things, it's still Julio Jones. And, and Shannon Sharp, like you said, they, they do have a close relationship. I do know that. I've heard that from several players and coaches myself. Because Shannon has relationships with not just the players, the coaches as well. A lot of those guys he's played with or played against. And those guys really have tight relationships. So I'm sure Julio and Shannon would get past it, regardless of the fact. Shannon looked at it as he's just looking out for his boy, one of his nephews. And I'm sure Julio appreciated Shannon lending his platform to him, whether he was knowingly doing so.
1: So here's, here, I guess I'll throw a blowback or uh, some pushback, but I don't look at Julio Jones any differently at all. I don't, I don't see no diva in him. He was loyal to the Atlanta Falcons. He did everything they asked him to do. He played through injuries. He went through hard times. Uh, in public, he never voiced any displeasure. He never did anything about, uh, about that. Now, behind closed doors, that's him in the owner's business. But, I mean... You're 32 now. If he was 26, then we'd be looking at it a little different, like we would Odell Beckham, Juju Smith, guys who are young, who are starting to think about themselves a little bit earlier. But Julio Jones owes the Atlanta Falcons nothing. The Atlanta Falcons owe him everything. He's done everything for the city of Atlanta. Uh, He's done everything by the book. And he doesn't, I, I don't see anything wrong by Julio. I don't see he's putting himself first. He's looking out where he wants to go, where he feels is his best chance to play for a title and I don't I don't see anything wrong with it considering the fact that he's 32 years old he's accomplished what he's accomplished he's built himself up into what he's built himself up
0: he technically he has the right to do whatever he feels in my opinion If he had no idea what Shannon was doing, then Julio has no reason to apologize for anything. He can have that opinion. He can have that feeling. Like, like, that's just men. Like, you have to have that in this kind of game, this business. Like, you got to have those kind of thoughts going on. But even then, if if it was staged, I still don't view him any differently. But just a little pushback to what you said, I guess. Like, so you're saying, like, you would look at the younger guys worse. But, I mean – shouldn't it be the other way around like younger guys are going to have those mistakes like younger guys no. are going to have those ups and downs in their character ups and downs in that little diva i mean that, that's the world we live in now like it's just it's just easier for these young guys to be kind of divas julio at 32 i mean if if this was on purpose if this was staged i do think there's reason for concern to be like I mean, that, that's shady like, that's that shady business. Um, and like like you said, who has never been that person? Julio's has always been that guy who puts his head down, works, grinds? And I don't think he owes the Atlanta Falcons anything. But, I mean, it's just good business. Like, how you if you do request a trade and it's not made public – I mean, if, if it really was a couple months back that he requested the trade, I just don't see the need to make it public now because it just hurts the Atlanta Falcons, um, a team that you – whether or not you want to move on from – like still gave you that first shot in the league. They've given you all this stuff to be able to get this platform you have to the point that I'm always against public trade um, requests. I am. I just hate it um, in every professional sport really. Um, and it just all comes down to if Julio knew or not, we're never going to know. We're never going to know. Cause either way he can play it off like he didn't or he did. Um, and hopefully one day it becomes clear. Maybe Shannon will say eventually, but to me, I just don't think it's a good look if it, was staged. I mean Move that's me Rashad. Did
1: you have anything to say? Trav. Can you hear me? Uh I think you cut out a little bit.
2: My back? Yeah. I'm good. Okay, yeah, a lot of times when these things go public, it's right af ap- it's always after the draft. It's because a lot of times those GMs uh are people in the front office, they promise those guys we're gonna get this deal done by the draft. And then when the draft happens and the deal doesn't get done, those players become frustrated. Thank and you they start to do little things like where uh, other teams merchandise on their Instagram and post pictures and stuff like that and I think that probably was the boiling point Julio probably was told that was his last game as a Falcon for a while now and he's been sitting on this information quietly letting it go and they dragged it out and the draft came and went and it's still no deal so this probably just his frustration coming to a boiling point
1: well see here here's the thing that I agree with you Rashad he- I mean, how many times – Destin pointed out how it hurt the Atlanta Falcons. I don't give a – how that hurts the Atlanta Falcons. How many times have organizations screwed over players in this league? How many times has that gone on? So, I mean, we we know of a situation uh, currently that, that we're not going to speak on. But how many times have organizations screwed over players? I could give two you-know-what's about how it hurts the Atlanta Falcons. That's why I said Julio doesn't owe the Falcons anything. I don't care you – Get one less draft pick. I don't care. You didn't keep your word. If it was the case, you didn't keep your word. You didn't stand by Julio. You didn't You didn't do any of that. Same goes for all the other things in the league. And like Destin said, when it came to younger players, it's different now because Julio is an established star, professional veteran in this league as to where like a young Odell Beckham Jr. walking around here like he owns the league and everything. You ain't done nothing in the league, young brother. You, you haven't done anything but make one circus catch, which was phenomenal, but outside of that, really nothing. So now you're trying to walk around here like you're the big the guy or everything. No, no, you're not. Go go to Atlanta and see how work gets done there and Julio Jones. And then you could uh, see where you're at at 32 years old. So that's, I, I think that's where we'll end uh, this part of the segment, unless anyone else has anything to get into. Nope. Okay. All
0: right. So next up, Is what, Destin? Real quick, we're just gonna go ahead and do the, this next topic is the one call technology topic of the day. One call technology is a managed telecom service provider whose senior staff has a hundred plus years of experience in virtually every aspect of business communications. Business phone system installation and services manage telecom service providers, telecom carrier managements, and high-speed internet. Head on over to OneCall's website at www.onecalltech.com or give them a call at 888-585-8850 and tell them the Blue stable sent you. I mean, let's just get a little bit more lighthearted here, guys. Um, Julio Jones <laughs> stuff, I mean... We don't even know if the dude's gonna be a cult. Probably not gonna be a cult if we're being honest with ourselves. But let's talk a little bit about the Colts. I mean, there's not much going on, many camps going on, and the team's really trying to make this a lot more of a team building thing than more of a actual practice form. That's what, that's what I've kind of gotten out of it. And today we saw the team playing a team-wide knockout game. Um, the final <laughs> two in the video that's being shared is Carson Wentz versus Mo Alley-Cox. Um, we got to say, I mean, Carson Wentz has a strap, man. Dude, dude's out there shooting it, shooting it well for being QB1 out there. You gotta uh, burn it. Yeah, for real. Out there competing with Mo cox a 1,000-point scorer in college at VCU out there, man, and doing his stuff. But, I mean, to me, I mean, that video might not seem like much to people, but – To me, the thing that stands out is that coming into this endeavor with Carson, the whole thing is that he's broken, that he's emotionally broken down man who has nothing to look forward (laughs) to. Like the media has just made it to sound like Carson once has nothing left emotionally, (laughs) that he's just this emotionally drawn guy who has no love for anything anymore because of the situation in Philadelphia And I feel like you can already see that's not the case. Everything he's doing in Indy, like, dude just seems ready to play. Dude seems like a team-friendly guy. I haven't seen one person be next to Carson or talking about Carson without a smile on their face.
2: That's just the stigma that national media, well, really more so local Philly media has put out. Brutal. Philly,
0: Philly media, Philly fans, Philly in general, just brutal. The Colts
2: can't post anything without seeing it. Have you looked under the comments of that Carson Wentz video playing basketball? People are slandering him, man. And it's all Philadelphia fans, bitter Philadelphia fans. I think they just need to get over it at this point, man. I mean... He's gone now, you know, so if, if he was really that bad and, and you got rid of him, it should be a weight lifted off your shoulders. I wouldn't want to keep revisiting the, the same guy that you say bought y'all so much torment, even though he was bad for one season. I, I don't understand it. I guess I just will never get, you know, the Philly fandom.
1: They're more pissed off about the fact that they're stuck with Jalen Hurts than they are with what Carson Wentz did there. That's, that, that's their whole reality of it. As much as I love Jalen Hurts, let's be honest, man, He I just don't see what future he has as a quarterback in the league as, and I'm pounding the table from to prove me wrong. Absolutely. But when it comes to this video, uh, I didn't really think much of it. Honestly, I just saw a team that was having fun. They were gelling together. They were having a good time. Looked like something that may have happened after practice. So maybe, or maybe during practice, maybe that was their practice. Just be competitive, I guess. Um, but coming down to Carson and uh, Moe, I think it was competitive. Uh Mo Ali Cox has a former D one basketball player. Yeah, you kind of should win that
2: uh,
0: right
1: matchup. I, I sure hope because you're sure not winning matchups down the field. But hey, I hey, mean as long it's as it a knockout. it's, it's my, okay, my wife,
0: knockout. It's not one on one. My wife no, my wife has no basketball skills, but I've seen I've seen her beat some of my little brothers and play high school basketball and knockout because she gets lucky. Yeah. I
1: mean, hey. When we get to Indy, we'll have a knockout game at the tailgate, and I'll whoop all y'all's behind. So, that, okay. that that's how that's how it'll you're, go. Well, you're
0: going
2: to lose. <laughs> but <laughs>
0: but real real quick on all this, I mean, it's basketball season. I mean, we're, the football right now is really slow. We only have mini camp. The NBA playoffs are going on, and this knockout game just had me thinking. I mean, if we had to build five on five Colts player basketball teams which one of us can make the best squad. And I want, I want to do it. I want to have a three-person draft real quick of Colts players, see who we got. Um, I did a randomizer just now to see the order, and I got Michael, me, Rashad. One, I don't two, trust three, That's bull crap. Hey, it, I mean, you'll get to go second in a row. I got I two. That's the worst.
2: Yeah, you're in the middle.
0: All right. All right, here no, we no go. Five, so we got, we, right. we got five. You got to get five players. You got to run the squad. I don't care how you do it. You can make a college lineup, an NBA lineup. If you want to do two guards and three forwards, if you want to roll with a center, do what you got to do. But you got to pick one player. Okay. All right. I'm going to start off with Quentin Nelson. Where are you playing him?
1: Center. Uh, Center. got to be a center. Man, I'm putting him because we all know he athletic.
0: You bet you, but you, you, you can't him put him at, under a four.
1: He's got to be a, lead, a four or five. He's
2: a five, man.
1: He's he's a, a, y'all, must, y'all must not know what kind of a point forward he is. Y'all must not know that. Not um,
0: I'll put him as a four. Okay. So, man, your hate for Mo Ali Cox is nuts. How do you not take a D1, a 1,000 point score, number one on this? I'll take Mo Ali Cox at two. What the heck is this? No,
1: Destin, what are
0: you talking about? He had to leave college basketball to go to the NFL because he wasn't going to
1: make it in the NBA.
0: But man none of was them a 1,000-point scorer in college. You,
1: you, you're nuts. You're over, here talking about, you're over here talking about him like he was the next coming of Giannis or something like that.
2: Come on, man. When it man. comes
0: to NFL players, come on, man. Okay, Mo'Ally Cox at two because Michael has a hate for moali Cox.
2: Okay, well, I'm, uh, well, my first pick, I'm going to go with, it. I'm going to go with Carson Wentz after I seen that Bernie's guy. He's going to be my stretch four. Rapper. He's going to be my stretch four, man. We're going to set him out behind the three-point line. We're going to bring big Quentin Nelson out to the perimeter so he's ineffective. So it's my pick again, right? I'm going to go ahead and get my point guard out of the way, and my point guard is going to. Wait,
0: what?
2: Yeah, Snake. We're snaking yeah. it.
0: You don't get to go. Yeah. It's- oh, okay, okay. Yeah, go, 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 go. Snake.
2: So I'm, I'm going to get my point guard out of the way. My point guard is going to be T.Y. Hilton. I heard T.Y. Hilton is a good hooper. So I, I'm going to take him on his word. Small guy, quick with the ball. I'm sure I can feed it to my man Carson Wentz. So let's go. That's how we starting.
0: Hey, I have heard my – I'm getting my point guard then. I'm excited about <laughs> it. Um, ooh. Should I go point guard or should I get my center? I mean, Michael's already got a big guy. Though. I think Michael will draft a big guy in the next two picks. I got a big guy too already. You got a big guy though. Yeah, but I could have two nice bigs. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to go to Forrest Buckner at the five. Dude's long, fast, and big. He's he's playing the five with Marley Cox at the four. I'm going with uh, Kenny Moore at my point. Hey, that's who I was going to pick at point guard.
1: Oh, it's me again? Yeah. Uh, let me go, uh, let me go, Julian Blackman at my two.
2: Hmm. So, so who you got so far, Mike?
1: Kenny Moore at my one, Julian Blackman at my two, Quentin Nelson at my four.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: The fact that this man did take Moale Cox at one still cracks me up. Uh, I can't
2: believe it. I can't
0: believe it. Um, had to leave college basketball for a reason. Oh, brother. Um, I'm gonna go. I got Moale Cox the four. Got Defoe at the five. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go quick. Gadget point guard. I'm gonna, give me nine nine. Give me Naheem Hines.
2: Okay. That's a good
0: pick. Hey, can we pick from the coaches too? I mean, if you want to put them up there, if you think if you think they can run with them, go ahead. It's a full court five on five. There, there's a guy I
2: know that is a for sure baller. Marcus Brady is gonna be my two guard. That, oh that, my god, that's my sleeper right there, Marcus Brady. Okay. Marcus Buckets is what I call him, man. Marcus Buckets is gonna be my two, and then I'm gonna get my crazy three. That's just gonna play. All kind of defense is going to run around and foul people. Go with you Darius Leonard. <laughs> Darius Leonard is going to be my three.
1: Hey, Actually, I like it. If we're going in a seven-game series, I'm changing my lineup. I'm putting Quentin Nelson at the five. I think you should have put him at the five to begin with. I said that, yeah. I didn't know I- if y'all were going to put – where y'all were going to put DeForest.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. It's yeah, all about I- matchups. I almost took I almost took Kenny Moore instead of DeForest Buckner, but then I wasn't gonna let you get Quentin Nelson and DeForest Buckner. That would have been crazy. I'm yeah.
1: I'm I'm gonna be honest. I actually wasn't thinking DeForest Buckner at all until
0: you said it. <laughs> oh, dude, dude is so long. You got you got he's gotta at least block some shots for that. I got me. the perfect um, I got the perfect center waiting. So for my two and my three. So I've heard this dude. I've heard this dude's a little bit cold with it when it comes to basketball. So I'm gonna say Zach Pascal. Um, I'm gonna say Zach Pascal. Mm. I've, I've heard. I've mm. heard. I've heard a little bit from some players in the past that we've had on talk about him. Um, that, he, that he's got some basketball skills. I don't know if I'm gonna put him at the two or three yet. I'm gonna see how uh, Michael's next two go before I get to pick my last player.
1: Okay. So at my three, I'm getting um, Bobby Okariki.
2: <laughs> you want to match my three, huh? I see what you're doing.
1: Bobby Okariki. And then, because on my basketball team, we about to have length. That way we can go trap, we can go double teams, we can play zone, all that kinds of stuff. And at my number four, I'm going Michael Pittman Jr.
0: The pick. I knew he wasn't going to leave this without taking Michael Pittman Jr., I just assumed that it was going to happen. Hey, man, I like athletes. What can you say? Um, oh, it's your fifth I know my fifth is I'm trying to pick who I want if I want to move, play Pascal at the two or three because that, that that really decides it all let's go I mean this guy as aggressive as he plays at football has got to be a good defender in basketball okay so I'm gonna say Rocky Asin. sin Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to take Rocky as it. As aggressive as this man I is, hope he guards Julian Backman because he's hey, fouling out. He's oh, going to no. follow. We're playing five-on-five five street ball. What are fouls, bro? What? Oh, street oh, ball. I
1: got my team all, all the way. Fouls. I, got my
0: team. I, got the wrong I got my team all
1: the way. I got the wrong team, the
2: wrong team, the the wrong team if we're playing street ball.
1: I got my team all the way. Boy, let's get it. Come on, baby.
2: Okay, at center for my team will be somebody who I think can match up with DeForest Buckner. Dial. Odangbo. Healthy Achilles dio Odangbo. So, so we're fa-
0: so we're fast forwarded? forwarded?
2: Yeah. We gotta we gotta go ahead in time. We can't play this game tomorrow. I need uh I need some time for my team to get healthy. So yeah, that's gonna be rough. Really
1: like, I actually really like how my squad came out. I think I think I probably got the most athletic lineup.
2: Probably do.
0: I mean, who who's guarding Naeem Hines though? If he if he wants to take it to the bucket, who 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 who's running with him?
2: TY gonna lock him Kenny, up.
1: Kenny Moore's gonna uh, stay with him step for step and then with the length length of his arms he's
0: gonna He's not gonna allow him to skyhook or take it to the left or the right. Niamh Hines is gonna get himself to the bucket. Then he's gonna have a little toss up to the Forrest Buckner's long ass self, and it's over, bro.
2: Marcus Brady is a better score than everybody on everybody's team except Mo Cox. Say- I said except Mo Cox. Let me, Let me finish.
0: Let me finish. Let me finish. I was ready All to right. fight. So yeah. okay, let's go in order. Let's say our five, and okay. then. When well, y'all listen to this, I want to hear it in the comments on Twitter, on YouTube, wherever you're listening. Yes, or, sir. I want to yeah, know we're going to have to tweet squad. these teams
2: out. We're going to have and to tweet need, these teams out. I
0: need to know whose squad's the worst, whose squad's the worst. Um, so, let's, let's, let Michael, you go first. Uh, which squad is the worst? Well, read off your squad first.
1: Okay. All right. Point guard, I got Kenny Moore. Shooting guard, Julian Blackman. Small forward, Bobby Okariki. Michael Pittman Jr., my power forward, and Quentin Nelson as my
0: center. So, I'll uh, we'll go in order of the draft. So, I went with Naeem Hines at the one. I got Rocky Asin at the two. I got Zach Pascal at the three. Moali Cox at the four. And DeForest Buckner at the five.
2: I have T.Y. Hilton at the one. Marcus Brady at the two. Darius Leonard at the three. Carson Wentz at the four and Dale Adangbo as my five. Uh,
1: wait, okay, say it again, Quentin or uh, Destin, what was your number three? Playing say the three
0: Pascal. Just because just I've heard from multiple players from multiple places on interviews that apparently he's, he, he's cold when it comes to basketball. Hmm. I
2: really
0: love my lineup. I would like I'm to just telling that. you right now. I don't think I will have a problem scoring under the bucket. I I just don't think either of your squads are stopping more like Cox and Forrest Buckner. I'm just being honest with you guys.
1: Well, here's, here's my thing about it. When it comes to finishing at the bucket at my four and five, not only do I have strength, but I have length as well. That's seen. Have you seen DeForest Buckner? Quentin Nelson will match up with him when it comes to Marley Cox, I just went back and watched this game. Uh, Michael Pittman will chase him off. I mean, that, that that's just how I think it'll go. When it comes to pure muscle, clearly I think Marley Cox will get it in that realm. But when it comes to muscle, we've watched too much basketball to know. It doesn't matter how strong you are. You got to have technicalities. You got to know how to finish at the rim, so forth and so on. I think that'll be a great matchup. Straight up, I can't take anyone, but I got to know what technique, defensively Michael Pittman uses I love the link to intercept you know getting his hands into passing lanes all that stuff Bobby Okariki, I'm looking at him as my three and D Quentin Nelson is going to be like a Nikola Jokic he can score from the pain he can pass outside Kenny Moore the floor general the long arms make passes make passes over guys and Julian Blackman probably going to be my all-around scorer
2: Marcus Brady interview on 1075 the fan uh, i believe kevin bourne was subbing in he talked about how he, been, how he was playing you know at the coach facility against different players and how nobody on the team could guard him i'm taking his word for it man i'm taking his word for he said not a soul <laughs> in that building can guard me that's what he said. Not that's
0: because that, Mo'Ali Cox isn't willing to play him. He's not in his he's not in, he's not in the <laughs> category. But y'all, I want to hear in the comments. I want to see you guys let us know who has the best squad, who has the worst squad. Let us know why tell us why Michael hates Mo'Ali Cox. We're trying to figure it out. Um I didn't pick him number one. Oh, maybe How? maybe Michael, maybe you guys can explain to us what you guys think Michael has against Mo'Ali Cox. Like, did Mo'Ali Cox like Fail Michael in school? Did Did Moale Cox steal Michael's girlfriend? Like, like, what happened to make Michael hate Moale Cox as much as he did? I want to hear. The, I want to hear your guys's conspiracy theories on it because I'm really trying to figure it out. But hey, you what guys did, have been hold on, listening.
1: Hold on, hold on. What did Moale Cox do to be apparently the best player on the Colts? Like,
0: Michael, we're, just, we're not going to get into this right now, but hey, we're just super thankful for fan-sided guys. You guys are listening to the Blue Stable podcast, the official Colts podcast podcast of fans sided. make sure you guys give them a follow make sure you're hitting up me michael and rashad on twitter also the blue stables official account if you're watching on youtube our twitter ads are to my left i believe hopefully i'm pointed at the right direction or i look like an idiot when you guys are watching <laughs> right now but either way just make sure you guys are checking that out making sure you guys are looking for that content and i mean i don't know if you guys have anything else to say I just want to know why i all keep writing Mo Ali Cox's, you know what, so much. Uh,
1: but, hey, man, he's, he's I love division, my lineup.
2: He played D1 basketball,
0: Michael. Quentin Nelson could have played D1 basketball, but he was just a mm. dominant, ferocious guard. And like I said, we're heading out for the day. We're <laughs> going to let Michael
2: keep arguing. Oh, uh, quick, before y'all go, before y'all go, who your predictions. Do we come to the coast? If not the coast. what team do go to?
0: I think he goes to Green Bay. I think he shocks the world. He's going to go to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is going to get his contract. Two upset players are going to get happy in one day.
2: What you got, Mike?
0: He's coming to the Colts. Uh, I say he goes to New England. All right. Well, like I said, guys, you've been listening to the Blue Sale Podcast. Make sure to follow, subscribe, hit us up. We're so thankful for you guys, and we out.